Welcome everybody to the second episode of the 3F podcast, Family Fitness and Finance. Uh, as always, today I'm joined by my co-host, Jeffrey Name Redacted Magan. Hey, what's going on, guys? And uh, today I just want to talk about heavily mental fortitude and decision making. Uh, and it's going to cover everything from fitness to business decisions to family decisions, uh, pretty much any decision you can make throughout your life. And I do want to bring up something I didn't get to do last week is today I am drinking a beer. I have a Nike Chauffe Belgian dark beer. I doubt if I'm pronouncing that right. And water. What do you, you got anything special today, Jeff? As always, I have a Zevia. So this is the best flavor of Zevia. Creamy root beer. I 100% recommend it. <laughs> I am a soda addict and... Zevia has been uh, scratching that itch and it's the best flavor they have. So go get if, it. Just like last week, if we had a, a sponsor, now would be the perfect time. Zevia, if somehow someone sends us to Zevia, we get sponsored by Zevia. I just want a six pack a right. week and I would be so happy with that sponsorship. <laughs> Listen, I'd be happy if they sent me, I will do anything for a life supply of creamy root beer. <laughs> oh Lord. Well, Let's not get too far off track, but we'll have to talk about that separate. Maybe we need to send a video in to Zevia. But back to the whole mental fortitude and decision-making. Hopefully, you and I can learn something today from each other about making a decision and getting a, something with Zevia. And I do want to preface this episode stating, we, by the way, we are no means doctors. We are not diagnosing you. We are just men who have experiences with family, business, with finances, and decision-making on how it impacts it negatively and positively. And hopefully by the end of the episode, uh, we can get a lot more learned throughout. If you need help, please seek it. That getting into a little more darker side of mental fortitude, because many, many people do face issues with that. So if you do think you have some mental health issues, you, you do need to, to seek help. Because forget small decisions and little stuff like finances, you're going to need bigger help. So that just let's preface that episode. If you do need help, please seek a doctor's help or a mental professional's help. We are not doctors. Uh, and I wanted to start with why mental health is important and how your mental state is going to make your decisions for you. A, a great study by Stanford, I don't want to get too far into naming studies. That's not what this is about, but it states decision-making for humans from adolescence all the way through adulthood is based on rewards and avoiding losses. You're trying to find rewards. You're trying to avoid a loss. And if you have any type of negative impact in that mental state, which is the whole point of what we're talking about today, if you have negative thoughts, you're going to be predisposed to see the losses and avoid action or see the short-term gains over the long-term gains. And that is super easy to see. I mean, how many times have you been on a diet and you saw a soda and you didn't have a Zevia. You're like, oh, I'll be fine. I can just grab a soda. From the fitness side, it's so easy to be like, this, this, this candy, yeah, I, especially with Halloween just happening, I've got a candy bowl that I have to fight every day. And I've lost a lot of times of just grabbing that little piece of candy, thinking it's not going to be much, which it's really not. It's also this, you don't want to be so hard on yourself that you're not allowed to enjoy things. But it's, it's a little decisions. That's just an example of something that can, can go the wrong way. What do you think? I just want to note, it's crazy the justifications I can come up with when I want to cheat on my diet. 
Just saying. And I mean, just for, for anybody, we have, we have students. I know we have a few people who've reached out. Thank you for everyone who listened to the first episode. We hit over 30 on the first episode, which really appreciated that. Uh, we have s- students and decision-making and having a, a strong brain helps you in school, believe it or not. You know, a lot of people burn the midnight oil. They think more time on something means they're going to do better in it, which it does to a degree. But if you have some negative mental thoughts or you're down on yourself or you're doing going all day, and we'll go into that a little bit later, if you aren't fully focused and in the right mental state as a student, you're going to have worse grades. You're going to be having motivation issues. You're not going to be able to concentrate. You won't be able to take tests well. And you won't be able to take any information. And there's, there's no book you can read to make you focus better. It's all about making sure that you're in the right mental state. Uh, in business, productivity. You, you, if you have a better mental state and you don't have any negative effects, you're going to have more productivity. For If you're a leader or you own a business like my father does, Jason will hopefully be back on next week. You're going to have absenteeism decrease because you and your workers now are in a better state of mind. They're going to have medical costs, which is just a completely different whole subject. But as a business owner and a financial person, you're going to see even for yourself, their productivity, your absenteeism and medical costs all go in the right direction. And I do want to mention that it's a great page. I don't know if you've seen it. Have you seen a Charlie on Instagram, Jeff? The, the TikTok. Yep. So he has the dream store reality platform. And it's, it's what I think everybody strives to be is he literally created a, a business where he drives around mostly on the West side of the U S and finds people that needs to make, that needs to have dreams come true. Right. And the most recent one that caught my eye. And when I started following him was a story of Lila There's a little girl who had a disease that less than like a thousand people have in the U S and there's no cure. And she couldn't even get like the therapy that she needed. And he would go and he would raise money. He would go to her and they, they sold cookies, you know, and raise money. They had a bakery in the local area donate for a full day. And there was line down the streets of people going to buy the cookies just because they wanted to help this little girl out and raise money for her. And this is a dude who has, is helping people. He's traveling the U S getting to see all these amazing things. And please visit Charlie on Instagram. If you want to support the charities, like I supported the Lila charity, buy some cookies, do something. He talks about his mental state right now because he was in the Nike commercial uh, a few years ago, the biggest one with Colin Kaepernick and everything else. And he was one of the athletes in that, in that commercial. Well, he gained 30, 40, 50 pounds. And he's saying his mental state has starting to affect him and how he's been helping people. This guy's only job And all he cares about, which is an amazing thing, is to help people and make dreams come true. That's the whole point of his business and all his following. He has close to a million followers, plus all the donators and everything. And he's starting to have negative effects because his mental state is there and it's affecting his fitness. He was making bad decisions. He was using caffeine as a a short term to treat his issues. And he stated that his fitness is a big one and his diet decisions are a big one and his mental strength has gone down. Even though he's doing this amazing, rewarding thing, he, he's, he's losing a part of himself. And I think he's like 228 and he's trying to lose 28 pounds by, in 20 weeks. But it's, it's a great, great page uh, and a, gr- a great story of a perfect example of what we're talking about. And a great way to 
strengthen your mental state. Uh, if you're in these type of situations and Jeff, I know you can talk to this is one talk about your mental state or your plans, just talking about what's going on in your head. And this can go for if you're doing well and you want to do better, even the concept of visualization. I know we, you know, how many books we have you read, how many podcasts have you listened to talk about having a dream board, having the 12 week year, having something as your goal. One, writing it down will go farther than thinking of it. Two, talking about it is going to help you in everything. So you're trying to lose 10 pounds, use the buddy system. Jeff, keep me accountable. We did 75 hard together. We kept each other accountable. We would show up at each other's house at 4.30 in the morning and then drive an hour away for rugby practice. Then that would help strengthen our mental state. And if you have troubles, if you're having issues, I mean, how many times have you and I talk about personal issues, work issues, whatever it was, and it helped the situation. And a big one is negative thoughts. Definitely. If you're having negative thoughts, talking to somebody, because that's just going to start negatively affecting. Like I said earlier, if you view risk reward, you know, that loss reward decision-making process. If you have those negative thoughts, if you're feeling down on yourself, you're going to start making the wrong decisions because you'd be focusing on those losses more than what you could, could gain from it. I mean, do you want to get into some personal experiences? Yeah, sure. Go ahead just to give everybody kind of like a little story. So just recently talking about the whole, um, how your mental state uh, affects your decisions. I've been going through a battle right now with depression and anxiety and TJ can attest to it. I had, you know, I would talk to you guys about it, right. You tell me like the different things that I could be doing or should be doing to kind of help it. And I was completely stubborn about it. It got to the point where my mental state was completely affecting my desire to do anything. Now, anybody that knows me knows that I love the gym. I love to work out, love to eat clean. I'm a very hard worker. I'm very sharp. It got to the point where I was neglecting my mental state so much that my work was affected. I wasn't going to the gym. I gained about 10, 15 pounds, um, eating all the right things, drinking all the wrong things, uh, relationship trouble isolation. Um, it's super important for you to go get help. Um, what I did was I started to go through therapy. Um, and that's been helping me kind of identify some of my struggles. Um, it hasn't healed everything. It hasn't solved everything. This is a long standing process. Um, one of the things, another thing that I did was reluctantly started to get back in the gym again. That is one of the things that makes me happiest. Why wouldn't you do it? Right. So for me, the gym I identified wasn't just a physical thing. It was a mental thing. Um, And I think that's why I was so happy. And so like, I was looking forward to so much when we were doing 75 hard because it was such a big fitness aspect to it, Um, as well as reading. So let's get into that. 75 hard is a part where you got to read 10 pages a day. And those readings helped my mind a lot. It helped my outlook a lot and my perspective a lot. The moment I stopped that and started to neglect those things, it started to plummet again. So now everything's a lot better. I have a little bit of a better outlook on life. I'm progressing. Things are back to normal again. Uh, and I'm giving priority to those things that I know that I'm that are going to make me happy and keep my mental state strong and positive. But I, I do want to mention that you, you kind of went right over it and you mentioned it and you said it started to affect everything. So m- missing one thing in your mental health that is, is massive to you, it's very important to you, is the gym. 
obviously it's very important for both of us for anyone that's watching on youtube uh, you have my gym behind me if if you neglect one area and that's the whole point of the three f's you can see how it affects everything else you neglected a, a little bit on the physical side it affected your work it affected your mental state and it just compounds it's, it's a negative snowball and this this is just the the small this was what over if it was, it was like it was like four to six weeks right it was like a month and a month and a half all this happened right oh like all at once man it was just crazy and, and that's, that's a pretty short time frame yeah and that, that's how quickly something can change on somebody and how how it can negatively affect somebody just so quickly by neglecting one area of the mental state and something i wanted to bring up is the the main areas to strengthen your mental state are talking it out which is why you and i talk so much uh we talk to my father we talk a lot we talk to our, our girlfriend our spouses keeping physically active there is so many studies there's so many ways out there and the reasons why is exercise boosts self-esteem it, it helps your concentration it actually aids you in sleeping and you, you can get into pre-workout and caffeine supplementation and timing throughout the day, which negatively affects sleep, but just general physical activity, it helps with concentration, it helps your sleep. And it also floods your brain with the feel good endorphins that your body needs. So talking it out, keeping physically active, and that doesn't have to necessarily be weightlifting. It can be taking multiple walks a day. We're both on the vertical diet for the most part. And those, those 10 minute walks, they go a, a crazy far. And I like to take it a little bit further. I like to make sure I do it in the daylight, get some vitamin D in me and get that sunlight as well. Uh, next you have, make sure you're fueling with nutrients food. And if you're having a lot of issues with, with the mental state, a lot of things that people cut out first is alcohol. And that's, that's going to help a lot is the everything with alcohol it is a it is a great reward for yourself but if you're working on a lot of things you may you may want to knock out some of the alcohol consumption we talked about visualizing what you want talking about what you want because at the end of the day you're working for something are you not right. you 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 want to know what you're going on write it down put it on a dream board put it on a piece of paper and work towards it and finally the thing i think uh with the charlie page is help someone. These are all things that are make you mentally feel better. And if you do all of these together, you have a very big foundation to build a, a strong mental state. And just think of them as bricks, helping people, visualizing what you want, fueling your body, keeping active and talking about everything you're doing. You have that multi-layer foundation for a house. I think Will Smith talks about building something brick by brick. And those are great foundational bricks. Uh, an example, really, you know, something really, really important with the helping people, but I'll let you finish. Oh, no, you're good. Please, please go ahead. Uh, uh, as far as helping people, dude, I do that selfishly, honestly, it, it, and selfishly, not even in a bad way. Like every opportunity that I can find to make some kind of difference or help someone's life in any kind of way or alleviate something, I do it because acts of service is one of my languages for one. We were talking about love languages last week. Yep. But number two, it makes me feel so much better when I can do something for somebody else. It's rewarding. I expect nothing in return except for that feeling that I get doing something for somebody else. It's it's a very rewarding feeling, and and I kind of sometimes selfishly do it. Yeah. And it I, kind of weird, but 
if you think about it, uh, it's it makes a lot of sense. You know it's going to make you feel good, so you do it, but you still get that rush because what's making you feel good? Helping somebody. You're trying to make yourself feel good, yes, but you're only doing it by helping somebody else. So those are what those five pillars. Those are five great pillars to build everything on. And what I was going to go into is, is one of my mental mistakes. And this is this has been going on for for years. This isn't just when I was an entrepreneur. This isn't just when I was an adult. If the three F's are your foundations of life, you want to have a, a healthy family relationship, which close friends, your spouses, your parents, you want to have a great fitness foundation. You have a great financial foundation. My issue, and this has been multiple times and still going on, I still have to control myself, is focusing on one of the three F's over the other. If I focused way too hard on, on fitness, I'll say one of the toughest times of my marriage was when I decided to compete in a bodybuilding competition. One, I probably had absolutely no reason to compete competing. I think I was 20 years old, maybe 21. I can't remember exactly, but 21 years old. I was maybe 175 pounds when I stepped on stage at six feet tall. It was, I, I really didn't have a reason to be going on there. Now, it was great uh, to teach myself what I could do. I feel like it did help me on my mental side, but I focused so hard on that, that competing side. When I don't think it was what I really wanted in life. If I had visualized what I wanted, I probably wouldn't have done it, but I focused so hard. I didn't realize the, the cost of bodybuilding. I think I paid close to a thousand dollars to do that show that I didn't have. This was before I I'd taken the Dave Ramsey courses and read all the books of everyone under the sun. And I just focused way too hard on that fitness side. And I neglected a lot of time with my wife. I neglected my financials to focus on that, only caring about the food I was eating and what time I was going to the gym. I wasn't a well-balanced person. And I'm sure there's a lot of people who that is, that is really what they dedicate their life to. And you can work your life around that. But for me, that was not where I wanted to go. And another time is I was so, so focused on financials that I got a second job. And I know you can relate to this one, Jeff. And sure. so I was, I was flying uh, with my job. If, if you didn't know, I am in the air force, so I have no shame about it. I was flying with my job as, as a mechanic and I would be gone for multiple days at a time, sometimes weeks, just for about a year. And then I would come home and rather than really focusing on the family time that I just lost, I would, I would try to do something on the side. I would try to every day go make some extra money somewhere. I would drive with DoorDash and it was the times that I shouldn't have been. It's one thing if you get a few hours on a Saturday or a Sunday and you want a side hustle and we can, we're going to talk about finances a lot more in another episode. And today we're really focused on that mental health and that mental fitness, but I would focus really hard on making money and not making memories especially when it was when my son was born. I started flying just uh, three months after my son was born. And that, that was probably one of my biggest mistakes I've made. And it was a mental mistake because I was so focused on finances that I neglected uh, the family side. And luckily, I, I was able to keep up my fitness. And so my mental state was there. I, I felt like I was mentally strong, but I didn't have that family connection. And that caught up with me and caused issues later. And that, that would be probably my biggest one. I know you have a very similar story, Jeff. Dude, I think that's why we're such good friends because we're very similar in our mindset. Um, I just like you 
fixated on one of those three aspects. It wasn't a balance. I just kind of fixated on the finance side, right? I completely neglected every other aspect of my life almost. And that was the time when I was doing that was the time and it, that I was uh, going through my depression as well. And like at, at its strongest and highest point, I was working my Air Force job, my security job was working nearly 80 hours a week. And for no reason, I just wanted more money. I just wanted to be better off financially. And I focused so much on that financial side, not no reason because finances and being good and having more savings and more investing money is, is always a good thing. But um, I focused on that financial aspect so much. I neglected my social life. I was starting to neglect my relationship. I'd only see my girlfriend maybe one or two days out of the week. It was affecting my relationship, brand new relationship at that, right? Wasn't making any memory with friends. I even quit rugby. We were we were headed to the finals and, and I was going to be on that roster, right? And we were going to play and I should have been there. And I left it all because I fixated so much on that one thing. I let go of so many things that made me happy. And I, we're really similar in our stories with that. Um, one thing I do regret is that, um, and I would never do it again. I missed, like I said, Spending time with people is one of the most important things to me and is what contributes to good mental health for me. I'm very social. I'm outgoing. I like to be around people. And um, that's something that going forward, I've been trying to balance, learning how to balance. Um, but yeah, that was rough, man. That was, that was a hard one. That was a strain on absolutely everything. Yeah. I kudos to the single mothers out there that are doing it two to three jobs. Kudos to all those people. Uh, killing it and doing what they do because that was a very difficult time. Yeah, I've, I will say I have a lot of respect for. I have I have a friend here. Uh, I don't say her name. Her name I'll just say T. She she worked very hard. She was a single mother for a long time. I was deployed with her to the Middle East, and she there was a time where she would tell me that she woke up at three in the morning to work out while her daughter slept, so she could have time to get her daughter ready in the morning, take her to school, go work all day. And then get her daughter in and make sure she made memories with her daughter. And that can be a whole nother topic. But I will say as much as you and I talked about that and you and I think we're strong and you read all these books about like being the better man. That's one thing I will say women will always have over us is their ability to, if they want something, make it balance. And that could be the whole left brain versus right brain thing. But they their mental fortitude is just, just so far ahead naturally and genetically. Um, and that's, I, I will say compliments, uh, definitely to, to women on that one. And I, I do want to bring on, I have a few guests in mind for future episodes to bring on some women voices because I'm sure some people get tired. You've got two guys in their twenties talking like they know everything about life. And we we're going to bring on so, some, some more voices on here. And, we're not sexist. We could use a female perspective. I mean, I can't speak to that, but we'll get somebody on here. Uh, the next topic I definitely want to kind of just kick to you, Jeff, is the personal belief systems. How do you think those affect your mental state and decision-making? Dude, I am so hard on myself. One of my biggest uh, personal negative personal beliefs is that things are, I should be doing more. I should have more whatever I'm doing is not good enough. That is very detrimental. That is very self-destructive. 
and it's like hardwired into me and it's, it's, I battle it every day. You battle it every day. Um, I'm just trying to learn to kind of be kinder to myself uh, in that respect, but that's my mental state always more, 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 you know, and that that's what leads me to injuries in the gym. That's what leads me to taking on two jobs and neglecting my mental health. Um, I mean, it hasn't really been a strain on relationships because I really don't expect more from other people. I expect way too much from myself if there is such a thing. Uh, so it's very self-destructive. And um, I think that's my biggest thing. Probably one of my only things. I'd, I'd like to think that I'm in my mental state. I'd like to be balanced. I think that the worst thing that I bring to the table is that I'm very, very, very hard on myself. Very high expectations. And that goes back to our original point of if, if you have that negative state and if you're too hard on yourself, that is a negative state that you were going to view things as losses. You're, you're hard on yourself. You expect so much of yourself. So you're going to take those, those worst decisions for the long term. You're going to get a second job. You're going to quit a, a sport that, or an activity that makes you happy and gives you relief. And those are things I did want to bring up as far as like self-care versus self-soothing. And we'll get into that here soon. Uh, but a big thing that I think goes with this, and it, it'll definitely affect when you have two jobs, is decision fatigue. If anyone's ever heard of it, the idea behind the concept is your brain can only handle so many decisions in a day. You have every decision from when you wake up is, do I get out of bed right now? Do I want to brush my teeth to use the bathroom first? Do I try to use the bathroom before I go get my son or my daughter out of their crib? And all of these decisions are, are small, not menial, but they're, they're important, but there's little things that your brain is getting worked. Your brain is a muscle. That's why we read. That's why we do exercise. That's why you do puzzles to work your brain out. But at the end of the day, you're, you're working your brain out to the point where it's, it's getting tired, just like your muscles do when you do squats at the gym or you do push-ups. And you can only handle so many decisions. So when you get to these higher level decisions and say you get to your job at 8.30, you have a standard job, get in there at 8.30, but you've had to make 20 decisions just on your morning routine on how to get out of bed, make breakfast, and drive to work. Well, now you're already 20% lower if you make 100 decisions a day. With every decision, your quality decreases, and it's going to lead to irrational trade-offs. And I'm sure you can attest to that. When you had a second job, the, the food, the workouts, your energy levels, it's, it all starts with your brain and your, and then your sleep. Of course, if you have a second job, you're losing some sleep, but you're going to deteriorate yourself because now you're making extra decisions every day, man. Let me tell you after work, I was after the second job, I was starving and I'm not a fried chicken kind of dude, but I was taking my butt to Royal farms instead of getting a, a banana or maybe a wrap. I was getting myself a couple pieces of fried chicken. I didn't care. My mind was not there. I was barely conscious driving back home, my friend. Like that's it. It's Steve Jobs wore the same thing every single day. And one of his philosophies was why we like, if I can remember correctly, why waste your time picking out clothes? Wear the same thing every day. That's one less decision you have to make. That man tried to maximize everything in his day to only the important decisions. And that's, that's a perfect is those little, the little decisions. He, he made plenty of large decisions every day. He was one of the wealthiest men 
uh, in the U in the world and not alone in the U S and he, he built practically the only platform that you and I are, are expanding on right now. It's because of his work that we have this medium to, to speak to people. Right. Yep. So that the, the eliminating decisions, especially menial ones, like what am I going to have for breakfast? What am I going to wear today? Which you and I can get away with a little bit being, you know, with our jobs, having a uniform with right. me, me being in the air force and whatnot, I can go in and, and wear my uniform. Right. I know what I'm wearing every day. I, I have the same socks, the same boots, the same pants. It's easy. And the, the fatigue side of it, it rises with stress. As, as Jeff stated, he had a second job. He was tired. So his decision fatigue rises with stress. You knew the chicken wraps were right across, but you didn't even want to make that decision. You wanted to go for the easiest thing and the warm thing, right? And that's right. a perfect example right. of decision fatigue. So your irrational trade-off is the hot versus the, the lukewarm or the cold chicken wrap. They're right next to each other. Royal Farms has great chicken. I'm not going to lie. And if I remember, they have billboards all over Delaware saying the best chicken in Delaware or best hey, chicken listen, in the Northeast. That's another, that's another sponsor, but don't give me fried chicken because I don't want it. <laughs> Please, no. And this, this is perfect. And the, the, everyone says to help combat decision fatigue, you need to prioritize sleep and not trying to pick on you by any means, but you couldn't prioritize sleep with that second job. You work in security, right? Right. Yeah. So you're not at midnight, 1230, oh, getting home at one, one thirty. odd hours. So you're not, your sleep isn't there. You, you probably didn't have automated choices because you're working so much. You can't even make food to, to throw in the microwave immediately when you get home. So that, that choice you now have to make, and you're making the irrational one, your routines. Yeah. You, most security jobs are like Wednesday through Saturday, right? There's very little need in the beginning of the week. Very little need, but I was there all week. Okay. Days a week. But you know, yes, if you sir. have a second job, you might not have a routine because you have odd hours. If you have a job that has an odd schedule, like, like mine, I, I alternate my schedule every day. It has, a, I don't have a routine set and then decrease your options would be the other way. Avoid tired and hungry decisions. Key case in point, Jeff, your, your personal experience. And like I said, automates those choices. So a perfect example, you, you wake up, you know what you're going to wear the next day. You, maybe you set it out the night before you wear the same thing every day, like Steve Jobs, or if you have a uniform job, you know what you're going to have for breakfast. Every day I have five whole eggs, a cup and a half of rice, some carrots and chicken broth in my rice. I mix it all up, put a little hot sauce on it every day. That's what I eat for breakfast, right? Unless it's Saturdays, I, I do French toast with the family, but again, automated. All of my simple choices. I know what I'm going to eat almost every day. Vertical diet. I'm going to have six to eight ounces of beef or steak with either 12 ounces of potatoes, sweet potatoes, or rice. Very rarely am I going to veer from that. I make good choices with my food to feed myself, my feed my brain. My routine is pretty simple. I get up every day. I get at around between 4.30 and 5.30, depending on my day. Like I said, my schedule alternates. And I have a workout or I'll go for a, a walk with weights, something to get me moving. And then I decrease my options throughout the day. I know what I'm going to do at night. Every night I come home, play with my son, make dinner. Usually dinner's planned just to help eliminate those fatigue. So at eight o'clock, when Jeff and I have to make a call on what cabinets to use in the rental we have, I don't have a, a fatigue from 10 decisions on what I'm going to eat every two to three hours. 
or what drink I'm going to buy with lunch because I know I'm going to have water with every lunch. All those decisions are now removed from my brain. So I have an easier time to make the high level decisions of what cabinets are we putting on our rental? What payment method are we using to pay our contractors? Where's the next place we're going to buy? Because those are, those are episodes that are coming. Our real estate business that Jeff, myself, and my, my dad have, all those decisions, high-level decisions are now easier for me to make, and I don't have the irrational trade-offs that come with unfamiliar schedules and changes and issues with sleep. Also, I go to bed around the same time, around 9.45 every night. Get up 9.45-ish, 9.45 to 5 every day. And that, that's the best way to fight decision fatigue. And kind of come in, bring everything to a close. A great way to help with your decision making throughout the day on any level, financial, fitness, family, is use the time slots. If you know every morning you need to do your workout because you're busy in the afternoon, make your schedule. And from five to seven is workout and food. Then you know your family time is from seven to eight for daycare, for school drop off, saying morning to the wife and kids, to the husband. Your work block is easy. Maybe you want to use time blocks in the day to be more productive. Your afternoon, five to six, family time, six to seven, dinner, seven to nine, personal development, maybe some alone time with your spouse, whatever it is. Use those time blocks to help minimize what you want to choose. And, and work on some of the things we talked about, work on your, your fitness, work on your mental health, talking with somebody, working on your sleep, making sure you're getting a good amount of sleep. Uh, you don't want to be the person who's like, while well, everyone else is sleeping, I'm working. Well, that's great if you need to. That's a, a big thing with the mental health is having enough sleep. If you don't have to get up at 4 a.m. to work out, why? Why are you doing it? If you have time at, at 5.30, just get up at 5.30 and work out. You're, you're one, reducing your recovery. And I can't remember who was on the, the Squat University. is a great doctor on Instagram. Had one of the world's strongest men on there talking about how he prioritizes, I believe, nine to 10 hours of sleep every day. Or he'll take power naps throughout the day. And he's squatting 900 pounds. He's not in there being, oh, I get up at 3 a.m. to do three workouts before everyone else wakes up because he doesn't have to. He's the, one of the world's strongest men. Why, why would he to take away from his recovery time and his mental reset time to do something that is menial, which is do extra? Um, force yourself to have time away from blue lights is another big thing. And I know we talked about this when we did 75 hard of the pre-bed rituals. Set a ritual, whether you're brushing your teeth, reading a book, doing a puzzle. But I believe the studies say 30 minutes to an hour of no blue light really helps your body get into REM sleep a lot faster. If, you, if you're on your phone or watch TV till you fall asleep, it affects uh, how fast you can get into REM sleep, which you're going to be tired the next day. You're going to be making worse decisions. Everything gets compounded again. And right. practice relaxation. Another thing is being in a, a mental state where you're calm, you make your best decisions when you're calm. You don't want to make decisions when you're emotional or hungry, Jeff. <laughs> and exercise. That's another great way to boost your mental side. And you, there's, there's other stuff that come with that. And 
there's negatives that can come with extensive exercise, but just going for walks in the woods away from phones, being chasing your kids around. If you have kids, if you have dogs or cats getting outside with them, the, all that stuff with that one, the social media can be extremely toxic, getting that outside exposure, getting that outdoor relaxation and getting that physical activity, which is fun. I don't know you, we, you know, you and I played rugby rugby's fun. It's extremely demanding physically. And I'm still hurting from my game on Saturday. My, my hamstrings and my calves are on fire every day. I try to work out. They're still hurting. But when I go outside and I chase my son around the yard or I try to take my dogs for a walk, I don't even notice it. It's a fun way of relaxation and it makes me happier. It releases endorphins in my head and getting that sunlight is another big thing to that. And then what I mentioned earlier is that self-soothing versus self-care. Now, this is very high level stuff when it comes to mental health. And this is something I learned from my wife. This is not something I've, I learned by myself. This is something she went somewhere. She learned about it and brought it back to me. And if you don't know what self-soothing versus self-care is, self-soothing is instant gratification, but meaningful, like going to your favorite coffee bar on a weekend, not planned. It's a great memory. Jeff and I, we've done some random things like, hey, do you want to go do this today? Yeah, sure. And we go do it. And it's a great memory. And we have fun together doing it. Uh, watching your favorite movie with somebody. Those are instant gratification things that don't always have to be bad. And they can help you. But self-care is those long-term items. Planning events. Like every Saturday, I have French toast with my family. Uh, every day, you work out. Doing daily meditations. Those are actual self-care. Eating healthy food is self-care. So learning what your self-soothing methods are for those, those short terms, if you're having a bad day, if you didn't sleep well, learn your self-soothing methods to help you in the immediate, but also practice self-care for the long-term mental progress. And I'm going to put a link in the show notes that you guys can see self-care versus self-soothing strategies and the definitions. And just really learn how to, how to take care of yourself, because like we said at the beginning of the episode, students, it affects you, business owners, it affects you, your financial decisions. I mean, when you went out and got your fried chicken, how, I mean, how much more did that cost than going home and having rotisserie chicken in a tortilla? Uh, it was an unnecessary expense. And if anybody knows me, they know I don't like to spend money <laughs> when I'm saying anyway. Exactly. And things that you, know, you can do, these, these decisions you don't need to make, they, they go a long way in working your mental. A big thing I want to talk about is we, we do book recommendations every week. And you talked about David Goggins and Jocko Willink before. The Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins and Extreme Ownership, which is now on my read list from Jeff, are two very, very vital books. If you want to work on your mental toughness and your, your reliability and how you can bounce back, these are great books to read. But you're not going to gain anything from them if you don't start practicing the things that we talked about today. And as always, like we said at the beginning, if you need mental health assistance to work on your mental health, I actually, I do have a great friend of mine uh, who's been through a lot and I'm not going to take his story away. His name is Jared. He's going to be coming on the episode in a few weeks. And he's, he, as far as mental fortitude, no one is going to touch the mental fortitude that this guy has. And it's he's, he's been through some mental health. Like I said, I'm not going to take away from his story, but seek mental health professionals. If, if you're military, 
said, I am try to get with your primary care provider or your, if, if you're not military, just get with your main physician and ask for a mental health referral. And if you're worried about the pro- referral process or insurance, there's cheap online options like Talkspace. I'm, we are not sponsored by anybody, but the, you can Google mental health professionals online. And if you need to talk to somebody, please do. And if you think you need it, if not, talk, talk to your close friends. Jeff and I talk all the time. Talk to your girlfriend, talk to your brother, talk to your mom, anyone that cares about you, try to talk to them. And if somebody comes to you, listen. And that's, that's, it's going to take you so much farther in making better decisions, business, financial, personal, and it's going to, it's going to save you in the long run. Don't be afraid to think about decisions, to practice visualization and fueling your body physically and nutritionally and helping somebody. And with that, uh, that's all I have today. What about you, Jeff? Um, basically ending on that mental health note, uh, coming from the most stubborn guy in the world. Uh, I'm telling you folks, especially men, um, go get help if you need it. Another plug, better help. You call them. Nobody needs to know who you are. Stranger, totally willing to listen to you and help you through your problems. Don't be too proud. Don't be afraid to show how you feel. Don't be afraid to say how you feel. Um, I have a history of doing that and it never ends well. The moment that I started to open up, let out a tear or two, talked about my feelings, talked about frustrations, talked about what's going on in my head, I feel immediately better. There's no need to be so, so macho. That's, it's one of those self-destructive things. Don't think, don't think for lack of a better term, don't think you're a little biatch because you have feelings and you feel things. Get yourself out there, go talk to someone, go get some help. Uh, You're going to, you're not going to thank me, but I at least hope that you feel much better. I know that you're going to feel much better. I mean, I go to therapy once every two weeks and every time I leave there, I leave emotionally exhausted, but at the same time, I feel way better. I let it all out. Somebody to talk to, somebody to let it all out with, and somebody to kind of guide you and allow you to process these things that you don't even understand. I am a really angry dude sometimes, but a lot of that is from built up stuff. And I know that a lot of us can relate and I, and I need you guys to go get help because coming from me, I waited till almost the last minute to go get help. Be timely with it and do what you need to do. Take care of yourselves. You can't take care of anybody else if you can't take care of yourself. Very true. Well, thank you for sharing, Jeff. Everybody for listening. Thank you. Thank you for this, for listening this week. I'm going to put a question. If you guys want, please respond. We'd love to hear back from you guys. Again, thank you, everybody, for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks, Jeff. Later, Gator.